Lauren here. Welcome back to the Compel Podcast, where we share how ordinary women spread the gospel story. We hope you had a great summer. We are so excited to be back for season three, and we are also excited to be joined this season by Michelle Bixma. We can't wait for you guys to meet her. So together we've planned out a short series, and our desire for it is to just rewind and go back to the basics to address the why behind missions and what motivates us to share the gospel story. Hey, Michelle. So we're gathering around our tables in each other's houses <laughs> um, to talk briefly about why it is so important to know the gospel message and share it with others and also what is going to keep us motivated to know and share it. But before we jump into that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and even how the gospel has impacted your own life? Sure. So I am married to Peter. We've been married for seven years and we have three kids under five. Most of my time is spent at home with them, just taking care of them and keeping our lives in order. But in my slivers of free time, I really love to be in the Word of God and just get to know the Lord more. And just growing alongside my local church is really a joy of mine. And yeah, so rewinding a bit, I was born and raised in southern Ontario. And I was raised by wonderful Christian parents who shared the gospel with me when I was young. Mm. And I believed it. And I can't say that I know a day where I didn't know Christ. So that's just such a grace. I'm so thankful for that. But I was pretty confused as a kid, you know. I feel like a lot of Christians could probably relate to this feeling of having to ask multiple times for God to save you just Mm. in case it didn't work the first time. So I fell into that a lot. But someone did assure me later on that once you're saved, you're saved and you're sealed with the Spirit Mm. and you're united to Christ forever. So, yeah, growing up, though, through my teen years, I was still so self-focused and really not daily thinking about the gospel of grace. I was still pretty focused on myself and trying to do my best for God and putting my hope in my own efforts. And I was really looking back, worshiping the idol of perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And this was just such a hopeless cycle for me because I'm human, so of course I can't attain this level of perfectionism and righteousness. And so, yeah, it was just, things started to fall apart in my high school years because of me pursuing the wrong things. And thankfully, I always had a love for the Word of God. That's such a grace looking back. And I was reading Galatians 2, verses 20 to 21. I'll just read those here. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So first I realized this is not my reality. I don't feel like I'm living in light of I have been crucified with Christ and I don't think I'm living by faith in that. So I was convicted about that. But then in verse 21, I do not set aside the grace of God for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. This was so freeing just in the last part to realize I don't need to work for God's favor because Christ has already purchased that for me. He was perfect on my behalf because we can't be. So that was just the beginning of me really grasping the beauty of the gospel and all the energy that I had put into trying to earn God's favor and be perfect could now be diverted towards 
just knowing the Lord more, worshiping Christ, and seeking His will for my life. So that's what led me to Ethnos 360 Bible Institute. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just spending those two years there in the Word of God, understanding the gospel even more was so freeing. And that's where I met my husband, Peter. And that's where we also heard about unreached people groups. Mm -hmm. And so we really want to be a part of that. And we currently are supporters of missionaries who go to reach the unreached, it's such a big job and they really need our support just emotionally and financially. And we also are really passionate about helping the church here see that we can be a part of that and there's so many ways that we can be a part of it yeah. here from home. So yeah, that's kind of a brief summary of my story. Yeah, thanks so much. It's so cool to hear just how the Lord has worked in your life and just sharing the little um yeah, bits of gospel in there. So thank you so much. Um, we're just so thankful to have you on the team and for joining us this season. And we are, yeah, I'm also really excited to talk with you about our topic today um, because it's it's pretty cool because it's what Compel, our podcast, is all about because our name, our very name is taken from 2 Corinthians 5, 15 to 21, where Paul tells us, for Christ's love compels us. So we're just going to camp in that passage today and just to see what is going to motivate us in our daily lives um, to be involved in gospel spreading work. And so, Michelle, do you mind um, just reading the first two verses, um, 2 Corinthians 5, 14 to 15? I would love to. Okay. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Yeah. Amen. Um, well, yeah. So what, yeah. What aspects do we, of the gospel do we see in those verses? So does anything stand out to you? So yeah, just asking this question, why did Christ have to die for us? Let's just for a quick minute, go back to creation and see that God created us to have a relationship with him and to actually walk alongside him. Mm -hmm. And right away though, Adam and Eve chose to rebel against God's good design instead of trusting him by faith and that rebellion is what we call sin. Mm. And the reality is that we're all born in this sin and we all naturally rebel against God instead of trusting him. So it's the bad news that we don't always want to talk about, but the reality is that this puni the punishment for sin is separation from God and the yeah. ultimate death, which is eternal separation from God. So that's what God's saving us from. And it's just important to remember that. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, for huge. some people, it's really obvious and easy to see that we need a Savior, but for others, we can be blind to that, thinking that we're okay, we're not that bad, but when we actually look at God's standard of holiness, we all fall short from that. So, yeah, that's His love displayed by rescuing mm -hmm. us from our death penalty. So, Lauren, what does His love stir up in us? Talk more about His love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think even just you talking about how we are all dead in sin and how could someone possibly love people who are so dead in sin, yet Christ did that. And even while we were still sinners, that's one of my favorite verses, um, uh, why we're still sinners, Christ died for us. And wow, it just evokes, wow, if he loved me while I was a sinner and he saved me from this punishment and wages for death, like that just stirs in me, like this love, like in return, like just our love for Christ and um, love mm -hmm. for others who are also sinners and um, just in sin. So 
yeah, it just stirs up love and it stirs up this desire to want to, um, yeah, to tell people about Christ. So even though we were yeah, born in sin or have done awful things in our past and continue sin and just don't do things right, um, Christ still loves us and still desires for us to be part of his work. And yeah, for yeah. sure. So yeah, we still, like you said, we still struggle with sin and his grace even covers our current struggles. Mm-hmm. But how does Christ's love offer us hope in the midst of our struggles with sin as believers? I think the next section might talk about this. Do you want to read the next few verses, Lauren? Yeah, let's do that. So verses 16, 17 says, So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. So yeah, we're seeing this gospel and what Christ has done for us. It's changing us and it is changing the way we live. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of ways that has changed us. And I think those verses talk about like living counterculturally. And you mentioned that even in your testimony, you have like, and living for self and um, you're reading God's word and the gospel impacting you and living for Christ. Um, what else do you see there? Yeah, it's awesome that he gives us a new life. He says the old life is gone, a new life mm-hmm. has begun. So we have a new life to live now. And yeah. yeah, he's given us a new purpose for living, living for Christ instead of living for self. Because yeah, like our flesh, we still live in a flesh that naturally wants to give itself over to sin, but we actually have God himself dwelling in us now. And so we're able to yield to that new life now and live for him instead Mm -hmm. of living for ourselves. Yeah. And I feel like, and on top of that, not only does he give us ability for that, but um, we belong to him now. Like he's bought us, like when he died for us, he bought us out of our sin, paid that debt. So uh, we don't really get the say anymore to say what we want to do with our lives. Like, oh, I want to, no, I actually want to live like this. Like, well, you know what? Jesus bought me like I'm God's now and he owns me. Um, Mm -hmm. So what does he want me to do with this life that, you know, he paid for with his life? So there's that element Mm -hmm. to it as well. Yeah. I think the next few verses talk about the calling. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to read those? Yeah, go for it. So verses 17 to 20, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, Mm. no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Well, yeah, that's that's a lot. (laughs) Those are big tasks. Um, Yeah. yeah. And it's so cool. We have the gospel message, and that's what delivered us from death and sin and yeah the new life that we have in christ and wow that's just so cool um and now god's giving us a task a big one of reconciling people to him and so we should be proclaiming that and yeah telling people come back to god and telling people this wonderful message so i guess that's that is what christ's love motivates us to do is Mm -hmm. to share his grace with others after we've experienced it we're able to share with others Mm-hmm. But, you know, the problem is, the reality is we struggle to do this, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's hard. We get distracted. I don't know, Lauren, what are some things that keep you from fulfilling this big yeah. task? 
It's yeah, it's hard. It, it's convicting because you read these verses and it is stirring you up. Like, yeah, that's that's what I want to do, and that is how I want to live my life. Yet when I'm reading the verses, the other part of me is like, oh, I'm super convicted because when I consider like, oh, how I am living my life, I'm not always proclaiming this message to people and just that boldness. And um, I don't know, there's a lot of like, that's not just a suggestion like, oh, maybe now that you're saved, you can go out and like possibly tell people. But it seems pretty clear that God is giving this, this big task. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know, like, what is it that is keeping me from doing it? And I think there are a lot of things like whether it's, um, I don't know, like, um, like shyness. Oh, I'm, I just don't know if that person wants to hear it or if they don't like it, then I'm going to be super embarrassed and they're going to be offended. Um, but yeah, we just have so many fears. Yeah. Or, and it's not even like real, like, that's just what I'm thinking in my head that perhaps that person does want to hear it and does need to hear it. And yeah. Or just busyness. Like I just get so caught up with everything that's going on in my life. Like, especially during this COVID time, um, yeah, there's just more stresses on us and we're busy with learning, okay, how do we homeschool? What school should our kids go to? Or um, just all that kind of thing. But when it really comes down to it, it almost is just a value thing. Like I'm just not valuing God's word or the message. Um, And when I, Mm -hmm. yeah, it just really does come down to that. Like, am I choosing to believe what God says or not? Um, So that, uh, that's even more convicting. But I really (laughs) do think that's what it boils down to. Like, am I valuing the message and Christ Mm -hmm. in my life or not. Yeah, for sure. And it's crazy. Like, even though we have been shown so much grace and it's not all about us, even for example, before getting on this podcast to talk about the gospel, I still struggle with feelings of inadequacy and, you know, the voice of shame will come in Mm -hmm. and say, you, you're not good enough to do this or to, to talk about this. And yeah. I think that's a struggle too, is sometimes we feel like we don't have it all together enough to share it, or we don't know it quite good enough to share it, mm-hmm. but we know it. Like we just have to, it's yeah. so simple. We just have to remember it's all about him. It's so true because we do know it because we've believed it. So if we're able yeah. to believe the message or if our children or other people's kids are able to understand the gospel message and um, we just need to yeah, have that boldness and know, okay, that timid spirit isn't from the Lord. Um, and just share it. So yeah, when we're in a funk or feeling bad, like, I don't know. So what do you think about, okay, so I, now I'm feeling guilty, like, oh, I'm not doing it because I'm not, I'm not a good enough Christian or I just know the gospel or that's not my personality or I feel bad. Is that a good place to be in or two? Or what can we mind ourselves? Like, we don't want to just beat ourselves up about it either, right? Yeah, so in these moments of feeling like we failed at this, which, you know, sometimes it's possible to go years without even thinking about sharing the gospel with someone, and that is a sad thing, but we're not condemned in Christ anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think in those moments of realizing how we've fallen short in this task, we run to Christ and we just remember the gospel. And in this process of remembering the gospel and experiencing His grace again and remembering it's all about Him, this is what motivates us to go and share that. So it's not a legalistic thing, like we have to check off all these boxes in order to be a good Christian. It's Mm -hmm. about growing closer to Christ and just growing in intimacy with Him and loving Him more. And I think that just growing in our love for Him and spending time with Him in the Word and in prayer, that's really the best evangelism tool because I believe that if we're really experiencing His grace, we're going to be compelled to share it. Mm -hmm. 
which is what we're talking about today. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what are some other ways we can remember the gospel, Lauren, just practically when we're struggling to apply this? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I kind of like what you brought out there was the importance of reminding ourselves of the gospel and what Christ has done. Not We don't need it just for our salvation to be saved. Like, yeah, we need that to become saved. That's the only way people can be made right with God. But we also need it, like you're saying, for our sanctification, for the continued mm-hmm. growth in our relationship with God. Um, it's for every aspect of our life. Like, not only um, do I need that to remind myself to grow in areas of sin in my life or um, just to be more like Christ, but even with my kids and how I interact with people. Like if I do mess up, like you're saying, when I do mess up, like I'm not showing Christ's love to my kids or to my neighbors or my coworkers, like, okay, I'm not condemned. I am like who I am through Christ. I'm forgiven. And, um, and just giving myself grace and reminding myself that, yeah, it's okay. Christ has covered that sin and yeah. And then moving forward and just acting on, okay, so I'm going to try that again <laughs> with and yeah. pray for help from the Holy spirit to, um, just, yeah, to be more like Christ to people. And that also, hopefully will be opportunities to share the gospel as well because maybe through actions and through words for sure it's just so awesome to me how like we still need to daily be rescued from ourselves and so we have daily opportunities to remind ourselves of the gospel of grace Mm -hmm. i'm just realizing more and more it's not just the gospel for unbelievers it's we all need the gospel as believers we still need to remember it yeah that's how we grow by faith we're saved and by faith we continue to grow and become more like Christ. So yeah, you mentioned sanctification. That's kind of a big word. How would you sum that up? Oh man. <laughs> the definition of that. Oh man, it's like a test. Um, okay. <laughs> so justification would be like when you're first saved and that's God declaring us legally righteous mm-hmm. and sanctification is, um, man, correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a while. But like the process of being made holy and becoming yeah. more like Christ. So mm-hmm. yeah, like because we're not perfect yet, we are still in our bodies, our sinful bodies of flesh, and we won't be perfectly made perfect and holy again until Christ comes or until we get to heaven. Um, yeah. So in that meantime, like Christ is still working in our lives and growing us and we are becoming more like Christ, but it's not going to end until that. But during that time mm-hmm. of being made more holy, um, that's process called sanctification so i think i hope that was clear (laughs) yeah no and that's just opportunity for us to remember the gospel all the time yeah yeah it's like we like you said we're not perfect in the practical sense yet and that's why we still struggle to share the gospel because we have Mm -hmm. this human flesh that gets in the way and we have the enemy and sin and just the world and the lusts of the world there's so many distractions but Mm -hmm. yes yet we have so much hope because we have god himself living in us now right and yeah we're not perfect in that practical sense but remembering that in the like the cosmic courtroom we're declared righteous and we're declared adequate to share this message and we have christ himself so we have so much hope even though it's such a struggle and yeah, I think if we're both being real, we still struggle with this and mm-hmm. we need this motivation as well. Yeah. And but I, we have yeah. we have Christ. Yeah, and I like what you said because I think even just remembering, yeah, I am, there is no longer any condemnation for myself who is in Christ and that motivates me again and just remembering back, okay, so how does knowing or remembering Christ's love and what he did motivate me today? And I think 
just two things that come out of that for myself is one, I want to know it. I want to remember these truths that I'm not condemned and I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit. I can't lose my salvation and like my salvation secure. Like I want to know this message that not only is good for me, but good for others and to share that message. And the mm-hmm. way that we get to know that message is in God's word. So I need to be in God's word. Like I need to hear it. And every day I just need like food for my soul and for my growth, almost like a fertilizer, maybe <laughs> if we're going to go on that yeah. um, growth stuff. But um, And then the second thing that tied in there, yeah, I want to know it, but I want to tell it um, and just tell that message to others. And that's what Christ's love motivates or should motivate us to do is to grow in those areas, like in our life, but also in, in the lives of others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's okay to admit that even when we're in a place of just being so grateful, it's still scary to share it. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm excited for this season because we are going to get more into all of this stuff. And there's so many other ways that we can be motivated, but mm-hmm. we still might be scared. And I think, isn't that like the definition of boldness, like moving forward scared hmm. or courage or something? That's cool. Okay, we've talked about the love of Christ and what that has led him to do, aka the gospel. Um, you know, Corinthians talks about it again, like he died and was buried and raised to new life, and and we shared a little bit how that has changed our lives, um, not only for delivering us from the penalty of sin, you know, our justification, but also the power of sin and what it has on us. So again, like kind of hinting at sanctification. So when we are new people that belong to Christ, so we talked about that, and then. We also read the verses of sharing how God gave us a super important task of reconciling people to him through the gospel message. So that's a, yeah, those are a lot of amazing things from these. I don't know how many verses we're reading here, like five. <laughs> um, and it's on the theme of motivation. So how does Christ's love motivate us or compel us in all of this? So what are some practical action points that you can think of, Michelle, that we can go forward with? Hmm. Well, I think like you already said, Lauren, just being in the word, remembering these spiritual realities of where we would be ourselves without him. Mm -hmm. And so just remembering, that's a really practical one, just putting practices that cause you to remember and praise him for this. Mm -hmm. Like we are also called to just worship the Lord and rejoice in our salvation. And also just thinking about, you know, we said think about where you would be about Christ, but think about people in your life who are not saved. And let yourself think about just that devastating reality of eternal separation apart mm-hmm. from God. And it's just heartbreaking. And this should stir us to share the gospel and Christ's love with others. And we are going to talk more about that mm-hmm. in this season, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. And I think when you are thinking about the eternal perspective and people around you, also considering like all the people around the world that don't have access to the gospel message. So not only yeah. are there those in reach of us, but there are also those that are living in places and other cultures and languages where they don't have the Bible in their language or they don't have churches that they can go and ask about, hey, what is this good mm-hmm. news that people are talking about? So even like considering how we can be a part of going and being that messenger of reconciliation or like for us in Ontario, um, how we can be a part of sending that messenger of reconciliation or supporting them, whether through finances or prayer or, or whatever they need, or even just encouragement. Yeah. So that's something. And just praying for those people groups too and praying mm-hmm. for more laborers. Like there's a lot of ways that we can move forward in that area. 
reading these verses is so inspiring and encouraging and motivating and also yeah, convicting. And I'm feeling a mix of, yeah, wanting to praise Jesus for how awesome he is and what he's done. Um, but also again, that conviction of like, oh, I'm just a horrible at being a messenger to those around me. Um, I think often I forget the huge part that God has given us to be involved in reconciling people to himself. And um, yeah, but I think this is super helpful, like thinking through this and being reminded of what the Bible is saying. And even just thinking through some action points, like, okay, I can't all of a sudden like save the whole earth. I can just go to every people group. I can't do that. But what are some things today as a mom and wife and what can I do in my own community? So just considering some few action points, I do feel a little more prepared now that I can apply these to my own life. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. Like I need this motivation and reminder just as much as anyone else. And it's just crazy how the things that get in the way, I'm just aware of how it's usually my pride or my comfort that prevent me from sharing it. But when I look at the love of Christ and think about just the excruciating discomfort that he went mm-hmm. through to save us and all of the ridicule and just public humiliation, when I think about his love and just the extent that he went to save me, mm-hmm. that motivates me to, okay. I should be willing to set aside my little discomforts or my pride in order to reach out, in order to share this message with the lost. So yeah, his love just gives me the strength to lay down myself. And yeah, it's just so comforting remembering what he did for us. Thanks so much for joining us today. Follow our Instagram account at Compel Podcast as we will be posting motivational content through the series. Till next time.